The boys are back in town. Today's guest on the podcast, the Peace Brothers, my good friends Brent and Kyle, are back from the Ironman World Championship in Kona, and this is their third appearance on the podcast. They are on episode four and 26 if you want to get some backstory on these amazing brothers, but the sum of it is Kyle and Brent are brothers. Kyle was born with cerebral palsy, and... Brent was a triathlete, and at some point, Kyle said, I want to be a triathlete too, and they concocted this amazing plan (laughs) to make it happen. So they raced together. Kyle is towed um, in a raft on the swim, and then they have this amazing big bike where they both um, ride together on the bike, and then on the run, it's in a a push-assist kind of jogger, but they have been working together for, gosh, I think eight years we talked about in the podcast, and the dream became a reality. Kona is the ultimate for any triathlete, and they, through the Ironman Foundation, gained an entry, and they competed this past October and finished in 15-something hours, which is incredible. And we talk about all the things that happened and the journey to Iron Man, Kona, and we sort of talk about what's next, even though I didn't answer or I didn't ask them that question. So I hope you all enjoy this episode. These brothers have done so much for our sport and for inclusion. The Kyle Peace Foundation, check it out, kylepeacefoundation.org to see all the amazing things that they have accomplished. And we talk a little bit about my experience with the foundation. I was a push assist um, runner for the Marine Corps Marathon in 2017. And I totally forgot that we didn't discuss that. So we chat about that a little bit too. So enjoy this episode with these amazing brothers. Welcome to the Same 24 Hours Podcast with Meredith Atwood. We all have the same 24 hours each day. And it's what we do with those hours that makes all the difference between our health, happiness, and success. I have the best people in the world back for a third time. Brent and Kyle Peace are here. Hi, boys. Hello. 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 Your most frequented guest back. Most frequented. Most in demand. So the last time we talked, you guys had finished Boulder, and nothing else was in the works. There was a big desire to do this big race, the Hawaii Ironman World Championships, but that's where we left off. So mm-hmm. who wants to catch us up? I think before we did that, we got you to do a, a marathon. Oh, right. did, did we not talk about that? No, we should be interviewing you right oh, now. Oh, no, that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> for, so for your listeners, who many of whom donated, and we think and we greatly appreciate that, um, Mrs. Swimbike Mom herself um, helped uh, lend her legs to Logan last year, right. um, which was a really cool experience for all of us. Um, Logan's got um, a lot going on, um, and so it was more than just a marathon. So I hope if they haven't seen pictures, you should absolutely go back and look at it. And if you don't want to take all the credit... When you go back and look at the pictures, um, you can see all the other teams that were with um, Meredith um, as well that year, which we had 14. Yeah, so it was right. a really, it was a great weekend because we it weren't was. running. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but then 
Y'all had a very busy year. I can't believe that was the last time we talked. Uh, no, we, I mean, well, I mean, yeah, that's like, on the yes, podcast. Gosh, yeah. okay, yeah, so I did a little marathon, and yeah. blah, 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 my, my last and first. So, well, yeah, but, so let me ask you this, though, um, since it was, comparing that to any open running, running events that you've done, like, how did that stack up? Well, okay, so when I tell the story, when people say, how was it, I go, I made it about a half mile down the road. I thought I have made a very big mistake (laughs) because I thought it was so hard, Mm -hmm. so hard. But when I look back on it, um, the speed I ended up going with the breaks we took, I mean, I, it was probably a PR pace from all my running. If you had stopped your watch and looked at just your moving time. Yeah. Yeah, That's what I've explained to people. And maybe I should think of a better answer to it because maybe it would be more dramatic but the you know the fact of it is some somebody asked us recently they said well you know how much harder is it pushing the they were talking about the bike how much harder is it pushing the bike and i said it's not you know because there's something that happens out there and for kyle and i it's i think it's the added layer of the brotherly bond that we've shared our entire lives together that it's not heavy pushing the bike and you know it's funny because i always know i'm gonna have a good race with kyle when i jump in the water and i don't want to go so, you know, when we, when we get, you know, when we get to the climax here, when we set off in the water, I was like, I don't want to do this anymore. I'm done <laughs> after like two strokes, you know, yeah. but then that, that, that's a good thing that we put so much to me, we've put so much energy into the prep physically and mentally that by the time we get there, you're almost like, where's the rest? It's all gone. Yeah. I've used up all my energy. Yeah. Um, but it comes back. Yeah. It comes back. But have you, uh. Do you keep in touch with Logan? Yeah, I talk. Well, I talked to his mom. Yeah, yeah. And she's she, a special woman. She had asked me to push for Publix okay. for the half last year, and and I I probably would have, but we were. I had a commitment. By the way, time. we've completely taken over this podcast now. We're oh, fine. We're totally interviewing it's, you. No, I don't care. But you know something else. It's your world. Or <laughs> I think there's another layer too. I think. Um, and I, since people can't see Kyle, they won't see him get embarrassed. But I think a lot of the people that come and run with us, especially the athletes, they look at Kyle as this beacon. And so oh, he's yeah. the rock. You saw it, right? He's the oh, rock for star. Sure. Nobody was nobody was coming and tugging on my shirt. They want to all go talk to Kyle, which is great. And what they see is a college graduate with a job who's done Ironmans, who's done marathons, who's done all this incredible stuff. And they see the relationship that Kyle and I share. And so they want, they see that too. And I, so I see that all the time where, where a mom, a dad or a brother or sister says we had such a good time with Meredith and they want to share that again. And I think that's a good thing. Yeah. And I, like I just had somebody email me this weekend that said, Hey, I've been doing all these running races. Could I do a triathlon? And like, we want to accommodate that because yeah. we want, we do, we want that. And I think one of the things that's special to us with the foundation is there's a there's a family feel to it. And yeah. you really got a good taste of it at Marine Corps where you have oh, this whole sure. weekend together where everybody's got that shared experience of doing so much for so many other people. Yeah. And we're all in it. You know, everybody from the people that are driving the buses to pumping tires. Right. And it's, you know, by Sunday night when we're sitting all, when we're all sitting there eating junk food. And, yes. Oh, uh, I remember. That was good junk food. <laughs> it was very good junk food. Slow service, but good junk food. Right. Um, anyways. No, so. it's amazing though because like, the, I don't know if I even told you, the day before, I had a fever, mm-hmm. and I felt I awful. Yeah. I was like, oh my gosh, but then it's just amazing what the human body can do and what the, the mind can do in the spirit once you get out there, because, I mean, I didn't feel it on mm-hmm. race day, you know? I think, I think this is where the you where you can start asking us questions. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I think what is... 
so huge about the 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 Iron World Champion gifts that we did. Yes, it was a personal goal of ours, but what was so cool is that the foundation, even though they were not there physically, they were there. They were with us. All of the yeah. hundred families, all the volunteers that we have come in contact with through the foundation, they were there. Yeah. And they were a big part of our day as well. Okay. So let's rewind. How yeah. did how did yeah. you guys, you know, the last time we talked, you wanted to go to Kona. How did it, how did the well, invitation happen? You know, the, I, I think the, some context behind it, just the invitation is that, you know, Kyle and I love doing this stuff together. We're still, you know, young and energetic, and so we enjoy it. So every year we've always, as the foundation, especially as the foundation's grown, we've always wanted to have one race that's kind of just for us. Um, because so many times we go to our Marine Corps and everybody's pulling on Kyle. And so every now and again, it's nice to, you know, share an experience just together. And, um, so Raleigh was that experience and that's June of this year. Right. And, you know, January we, you know, submit our request for Kona. We put our name in the hat for the PC lottery for the physically challenged lottery. And, you know, by the time June rolls around it, it, it just doesn't feel like it's going to happen. Um, because that's usually, by then the lottery's already been announced, so we didn't get it on the lottery. Any kind of maybe special exemption, we felt like it's just too late. We were like, we've got 17 weeks till Kona. Right. Like, what, like how, there, the money we would need to raise, the training we would need to do. Um, I'll spare the story, but we had learned a few years ago that we should, because we enjoy it, we should at least keep going. There was, you know, short story or long story short, there was a potential opportunity a few years back, and physically we weren't ready. You know, we would have shown up in Kona underprepared. So we were very fit going into Raleigh and, um, you know, mile, actually at mile 54 of the bike, we got a flat tire. And, oh, did you? Yeah. And, uh, you know, I think at that point, certainly for me, and I won't speak for Kyle, but I, you know, that at that point it was just my dad there and one other person really helping us. We didn't have this massive crew that we right. always roll in Your with. entourage. We were, I mean, I was done. I was ready to come home and play golf and, yeah. you know, I had a new baby at home. It just, right. bought, you know, a again, brand new baby. yeah, brand new baby, brand new house. Like, so again, personally, like, you know, I was just in a place where it was like, you know, it's okay. Like we, we, 2017 was a great year for that to, to really accept and appreciate what we had built, that it was more than Kona. Right. Um, and while that was a deeply personal thing. So, um, when Isn't we, that how it is, though? It's like you drive and push and push and push, and then you're finally like, I don't care, whatever. you got to let then, go. It's so hard. Then, yeah. When you're in the moment, and even now talking about it, it took five years to get into Kona, and I remember talking to lots of people, and I'm sure some of them will text me when they hear this and go, yeah, we told you, but it, like, it felt like an eternity in the moment, yeah. just like it does in racing. Like in that first half mile for you at Marine Corps, you were like, I'm done. And when you <laughs> think about it now, you're like, you know, I was running at some of the best paces I've ever run at in a marathon. Yeah. You know, and so now I look at it and go, you know, in those five years, we accomplished a lot and we had a really good time doing it. And so well, what I'm learning, too, just from talking on this podcast to a lot of people is there is something about 10 years. Anyone you talk to, they'll tell you it takes 10 years to get whatever. Like I worked, 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 and it took me 10 years. It took me 10 years. And you guys have been at this like triathlon thing for eight years eight years yeah. you know it is funny because um and i wish i wasn't this naive with this habit but 
the day for the race in Raleigh, we got interviewed. In right. um, and my dad was like, he's got his phone. Like now, like you look back and you remember, like he's got his phone out. All these camera guys are there, yeah. and the announcer, this guy David, who you know, Colin, who was with us in Boulder, who did that YouTube thing from Boulder, yeah. like really just a great guy, and he's been so good to us. And he's like, can you guys just can we just do one picture real quick? I'm like, Fine. Like, <laughs> But we're going out after this, you know, and we stand there and again, he's got, you know, he's holding this camera and now I realize he was filming. He wasn't taking a photo. Yeah. And then David, the announcer says, you know, Brent and Kyle, as you know, it's the 40th anniversary. And I, as soon as he starts talking now, I know like, yeah, this is happening and I'm getting overcome with emotion. If you watch that video, um, you can see like confusion on Kyle's face and you can see that, you know, the tears are starting to swell up in my eyes and uh i mean i had no idea you're like this is a trick you're right? like i don't trust any of you at anymore. this point like yeah that's how i felt like yeah. at this point i was like please give me my everyday wheelchair and <laughs> then they were like i'll be have an iron man in the iron man foundation here's your ticket for corona and it was like wow like this is our golden ticket yeah. to something that we wanted for so long. And now we have 17 weeks. <laughs> was get, that your first yeah, thought? Yeah. Not like, oh, great, but like, it was oh. like, It was like, oh, like, we got to do so much here. We got to get going. And those 17 weeks were, we buy so fast. Yeah. And the preparation that Brett um, put in, is incredible and just everything aligned the way it was supposed to align and the people the the supporters uh curtis weekend and cycle um guess the people that came out of the woodwards to help us yeah and it was the best thing that ever happened to me as an athlete uh, was not a health dad as a human. Yeah. Uh, there's a couple of other things, but as, as an athlete, I think um, it was it was a day I'll never forget. Is that uh, the end of the interview? Yeah, are we done? <laughs> All done. It was great talking. Okay, so I mean, I was driving down the road, not illegal Instagramming at all, when I saw that you guys got your your ticket to Kona. And I was like, ah! <laughs> like, I mean, just, I no, mean, and, you cried? Yes. No. Oh my gosh. I, I cried so harder happy. there than I did in, in Kona. Because, oh, I'm sure. because that felt like Kona was a celebration. Right. And we'll, and we'll talk about it some, but like that was a celebration of the last eight years and more specifically the last five years. But that finish line in Raleigh, that felt like a validation of right. all the hard work of everything that we had put in. Um, and I, and I said to them, you know, for all the no's we've heard, they got that one right. Iron Man got it right. You know, they, they made us feel good. They recognized the hard work and it, you know, it, it, I'm glad it was, a, now that it's all done, I'm glad that it was just a small crew. You know, my dad's the guy who every time there's a race, if we need help, he drops everything and comes, you yeah. know, and, um, crew and for us is I'm a Devon race day and, uh, <laughs> it's not easy, but you know, it was, it was special, you know, yeah. Kona, there was so many people and it's the race itself is a spectacle in a good way. But, um, 
you know, we got to have that kind of last little private moment um, together. They, yeah, they uh, they go out the red carpet for all the athletes, and uh, it's, it's special, you know, the, the Irish, uh, as soon as you get off the airplane, uh, there's a different vibe of, uh, uh, you're here to do something special. Yeah. And you're going to make memories. Uh, and, yeah, I guess, I can't convey to your listeners um, how cool it was. Just, just to get off the airplane, you know, yeah. and, you're, and you're on a tarmac. Like, when, when are you on a tarmac in, at any other airport? Right. Um, granted, it's a small airport, but... It, that was cool to me too. Yeah. Uh, so we get everything. We get so different. It's so amazing. So what were the? You said the seventeen weeks leading up between Raleigh and Kona were went by really fast. What did you guys do in seventeen weeks? Well, we uh, trained our asses off. We raised over one hundred fifty-five thousand dollars. We um, trained. And did I mention we trained? We trained a lot. Did, I mean, but it, did you panic train or did you no, just No, we were train? good. Like yeah. we were, I mean, I, I, no, I panicked that week. When we got back, I had, you know, everybody wanted to be part of it. And that was, that felt good too, that people wanted to be a part of the whole journey with us. And I remember people were like, we got to go ride 10 hours here and we got to go do this. And I remember reaching out to Matthew and, you know, he sent me a, a very firm but fair email that just said, look, I got it. You guys are fine. You're in great. Both of you are already in great. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, you're both in great shape and you're fine. I'll take care of the outside noise. You take care of the fitness. I think when I met with Matthew, Matthew has been on this journey with us since um, we started racing together and and with the foundation. And when I met with Matthew, this was about six weeks out. He said, there's no doubt in my mind that you're going to finish. And of course, you have doubts in your own mind, but to hear that, that felt good. Um, and you like, no excuses. Like, it's time to buckle down and, and get going. So the video that you guys shot at Dynamo of the water training, yeah. flipping you in the boat, yeah. I couldn't watch that. We, But we wanted like no stone left on time. I know, but have you done that before? Ever, so anybody who's going to do a long course triathlon, we want to flip them in a boat because okay. we need to know what our emergency plan is. And originally, and this isn't a testament to how strong Kyle was, the first time we ever flipped Kyle, he went in the water. This was 2011. We flipped him. He went face in the water. And just started thrashing around and we had to grab them. And so we kind of figured, you know, 20, 30 seconds max, like before it's, you know, trouble. And right. so I, I, I remember one race where it was really windy and the waves were, it was an ocean swim and my mom was crying because we told our escorts and we're, hey, if something happens, you have 20 seconds to get to him, you know. So my mom's like freaking out. So for Kona, it's in an ocean and I know there's no, you're not swimming through the breaks, but there's, you know, there's a current, there's swells, there's things that can happen. So if you go back and watch that video, there's two things. The first is that we had, that we had a new boat. So to get Kyle out of the boat, the two of us lifting the boat had our hands above our head. So right. it was going to take, I mean, a massive wave to knock him out to start. 
The second thing is if you watch Kyle, he goes in the water and I go under the boat to grab him and there's already somebody there waiting. And before either of us can get to him, Kyle's exactly. water. Yeah. So like we, you know, we talked about it here with you. We've talked about it with people all the time, but Kyle and Logan and all these kids that, that race, it's a physical ask of them. And Kyle at that point when we flipped the boat was probably three or four weeks out and he was in good, he was in great shape. He was ready to race, yeah. you know? It, it, it also felt like that for me at least with my work that I was really living a double life. Like Make I was, a double life? I, yeah, like I would work it and I would have to come home. No, no, double time. No, like a double life. Like, like, like an agent. Yeah, like you're, you're with me, right? right. Like, <laughs> yeah, well, whatever. What was your alter ego? <laughs> right, were you like a superhero? <laughs> it felt like that some days with this skank going on. Do you on. have an alter ego? I don't think so. You should. My dad's is Reno Buchanan. Oh, you know what? I think I might be more sane if I actually named the alter ego. Yeah, well, mine's McGann and Smigella Fetty. I used to make reservations in college under that name. <laughs> well, so, why don't you I just name to, mine and uh, we can go forward? We'll come up with it. We'll think of it. So, <laughs> anyway, so we were training. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah, I guess forget. You can cut that out. Um, but it was, yeah, you know, nobody wanted this more than me and Brett. So right. we got what we wanted, and now it was time for the show results. Yeah. So I had to, you know, get myself ready for the big day. And uh, I think Matthew, I, I, you know, I think he had no doubt that we were going to finish because, you know, for five years we could have given up on this. Right. And it got harder and harder. You, we, you know, we shared frustrations with you. You and I, you and I have had conversations about it, like. Mm-hmm. The, the whole process of being told no over and over is really difficult and it's disheartening. Um, and so I think, you know, knowing that we stuck through it, that, you know, when we had to get up at 4.30 in the morning, you know, the, to do these long training days with Kyle, we were both getting up at 4 or 5 in the morning on a weekend, you know, on a Saturday morning to go train. Like, maybe we had self-doubt and that's just healthy as an athlete to have a little bit of that, I you know. you had more self-doubt. But... You know, but we we did everything, not just in the seventeen weeks, but in the five years to get right. ready for this race. I mean, we were, you know, it's we we now when we talk about the race, the drama happened in all these other races. You know, and and Boulder we bonked and we were struggling on the bike in Wisconsin. We made it by two minutes on the bike cutoff. You know, the drama at Kona there was it wasn't there. You know, because the five years was all the drama. Were you waiting for it the whole day? Though? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that was, that was the healthy fear. And so one, you know, so one great story is, you know, um, on the bike, the one place we struggled was the climb up to Javi. So there was, the, that was the one place in the course that was, we had really good conditions and that was the one place that was pretty windy and our speed was dropping down to about six miles per hour. Um, which testament to Curtis, by the way, because the old bike would drop down to three or four in those conditions. Um, So to be able to maintain that kind of speed. But, you know, the the doubt's creeping in our head at this point. We haven't even made it to the turnaround. Um, And then we we hit the turnaround and we're flying. We're doing like 32, 33 miles an hour. We are just motoring. I mean, you know, we did the next 15 miles faster than I've ever done it with Kyle. And you do this pretty steep climb, severe steep climb up – uh, up, up Kauai High and then you turn back on the Queen K Highway and when we turn I like leaned down to Kyle and I said we got it and he looked back and said you gotta focus we're not done yet <laughs> and like it's funny but we're, we had 32 miles and at that point our average was 
you know, just over 13 miles per hour. So you're looking at almost three hours of, of work left. That's so, yeah. Exactly. Kobe, I remember you say three hours and 59 minutes in our work. Like if you don't focus, you know, like, like, like. Yeah. So you're, but you're yeah. always thinking about it. Like you, right. yeah, you do. You, right. You're thinking about like something, right? Creating drama. So we, but the, but like we made the bike cut off by fifty one fifty one minutes. It was never in doubt. Right. Like we got in and it was like. Well, let's talk about your swim. Then. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so I have two questions. Number one, after the boat flipping training. How would you know if Kyle was not in the boat? That um, was the whole thing I thought about while you were swimming. Don't you love so, that? <laughs> so we had a phenomenal swim escort uh-huh. that, okay, was, that had done this before with other... Ex-pro, yeah. ITU triathlete. Okay, like, and they swim with you. Yeah, yeah. we and usually always have... He, he was amazing. Okay. He, there's always those people, right? Like there's that one volunteer that sticks out. Like she was the first person of the day. Then there was a guy that um, was in charge of all the PC volunteers, and he was phenomenal. He would seek us out. He was with us when we were transitioning to the run. Like, he was just a really, I mean, he believes in all of those athletes. And there was 14 or 12 of us. And uh, Now, you know, did you guys start with the mass start? We, we do. We go with the women. So it goes pro men, pro women, age group men, age group women. And we go, all the PC athletes go with the age group women. Okay. But they don't make you go behind them, so I got right on that front row. Did you? Yeah. I, I, I think, to go back to the swimming escort, I think he had done it before. Uh-huh. And so he kind of stayed back, but was aggressive at the same time. So well, she'd have she, to be to right, keep up with right. you guys. There was enough people out there, and I've learned now. I mean, we've done four Ironmans and six halves and a you know, dozen other short course races. Like, I've just there's a little bit of a tug with that boat and so you you know if that if you feel that thing lightening up um the first few races i did i used to always like turn around i'd do breaststroke i'd roll on my back i would just i'd be paranoid and now i just i have trust in him i have trust in the escorts and i can hear kyle he cheers and screams the whole swim and it's almost like a cadence in my head that if i don't hear that then i do i want to look when i hit the turnaround um i made sure it's just easier to grab the rope go to a breaststroke and just yank the rope really hard and basically get the boat right back behind me mm-hmm. on a straight line. And so when I did, did that, I saw him and then I just put my head back down and swam it in. So 2.4 miles, mm-hmm. an hour and seven minutes. Is that right? 107.33, which is, is faster than Boulder with a wetsuit. For those of you listening, you can't swim that fast. <laughs> <laughs> well, so here, like... <laughs> we were we wanted to we wanted to finish that race. Well, it was so important we, to swim fast. It's a swim bike race. It's a swim bike race, and yeah. you know the run is is what it is. It's just it, it's such an effort on the bike. But because you banked that kind of time on the swim, you had fifty one minutes on the bike cutoff. So because we, you swim. So at so um, at Wisconsin, we we had nine hours to make the bike cutoff. And I remember that one easier because of the two minute under the cutoff. For Kona, we had nine hours and 16 minutes. So that swim plus our crew that had practiced transition yeah, countless times, five minute T1 with, a, <laughs> with two humans and a massive bike with all these straps. And you have to delicately get Kyle's head under the, under the arrow bars. Like if you go look at the pictures, his head is right under the arrow bars. And we did that in five minutes. That to me is more impressive than the swim time. You know, that so we, how was the, 
We were thinking 119 swim and a 10 to a 10 minute transition to get out under 90 minutes to give us a full nine hours. We had 16 extra minutes because of all that. Like that's huge. Yeah. Like you yeah. cannot understate. So if something had gone wrong, if we had gotten a flat, like we had time to be calm. Like in Raleigh, I was panicking. So I, I didn't want to take, to, to change the tire on the bike for us. Kyle's got to come off the bike, just like everybody, just like anybody who gets a flat in a race. But that requires more to get him off the bike. And yeah. then we have to roll this, you know, 55 pound machine on its side and pull, you know, so, um, all that extra time. But, you know, I put in a ton of extra work in the water and, you know, I've learned over the, all of these long course races is that, it, you know, there's a, there's a place that I can go to physically swimming, you know, so I swim 2.4 miles at a really hard effort yeah. um, and I have to. I did the swim because I set the toe for the day, too. Yeah. Um, like you said, you know, to get good momentum, the swim, a good swim is crucial. Um, and so, if we would have gone 119, you know, in the 120s, uh, then that might have, you know, derailed all day. So... To get off to a great start like that was critical. Yeah. Well, how was the bike set up? So this was the first time having a different position on the bike. Mm-hmm. And so what was, well, let's talk about your, so your past bike, you've always been in front and that's pretty unique to you guys, right? And that's just the goal. We want yeah. the, we want Kyle, we want Logan or any of the folks that race with us to have the experience of being a cyclist. So, you know, I don't, with, you know, with apologies to anybody that tows their son, daughter, brother, sister, you know, to me, that's, you don't want to, that's what you do with your kids. You tow them in, right. their, in their trailer and they're not part of the experience at that point. Um, and so I want to, we've always wanted Kyle up front and it makes it easier. He's got to eat too. We want to be able to talk. I need to hear what's going on with him. He needs to hear what's going on with me. Um, so I'm not, I'm not at it alone up there by myself for 112 and, and Kyle's not behind me for 112. So well, you wouldn't want to look at his butt for a while, would you? No, man. <laughs> but it's, uh, you know, Kona is, is windy, or the conditions can be pretty windy, and so we wanted to design something. This was our opportunity. We had so many people that wanted to help. We had a, a guy who fabricates race car seats, you know, through Shauna, through a mutual friend that yeah. said, you know, I can help. And he built us an aluminum race car seat with holes cut in it for aerodynamics and for, for Kyle to have ventilation and breathe. Mm-hmm. Um you know, we were able to get a special weld made so that we could make that all work for Curtis. And so Curtis and this other guy, you know, they built an engineering marvel, truly. You know, they cut 35 pounds off the bike. Wow. Um, and so Curtis with Cannon Cyclery and he's yep. the other guy? Yeah, uh, his name's Dave Hardy and he's, um, I don't know what Dave does. I'm just going to call him he's a, a race. superhero. Well, he and uh, Shauna's husband, they, oh, uh, race, they, race together. they race together. So that was the connection. Bo- Bowie hooked us up with him. And he was awesome. He was so much fun to work with because um, he, you know, he, he understood what we were trying to do. Yeah. Um, and, you know, two of the most important people of the day, without a doubt, were Curtis and Dave because the most that can happen to us is on the bike. Um, but it was hard. Like, we, Kyle and I did a seven and a half hour training ride in Cartersville. That was our longest ride together. And it turns out it was the hottest day of the year, you know, so it was brutal on him. Um, and I remember at the end of the ride, 
I said to Kyle, I said, Hey, you know how you're feeling? He goes, well, my neck hurts. Cause he's like, you see him sitting here. He's fine. Like he doesn't, he lays down once a day when he goes to bed. He doesn't usually typically do that. And he said, my neck hurts. And I said, well, buddy, we got to figure this out. And he looked at me and he said, well, it always hurts. And you start thinking like, I've just been on the bike for seven and a half hours. My legs hurt. My back hurts. Like if you ride for seven and a half hours, anybody like what hurts something, if not everything. So Kyle's an athlete too. So yeah, it always hurts. But we, but we could take all those, we could take all that stuff. And so we made all these little improvements. We had special, you know, pillows, we had airplane pillows that we had shaved down to, you know, give him as much support as we could. Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, he had to endure just like me and everybody else in Kona. And that's, it's the beauty of what we do. It's what we always were looking for. And that's, that makes that experience such a, yeah. Uh, I think that uh, when we practiced, there was a lot of discomfort just because I wasn't used to practically laying down in the bike. Right. Um, so there was just a lot of um, things that I had to work out for on race day. Um, my body held up very well. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was, yeah. There wasn't any real pain, you know, outside the the Iron Man pain. <laughs> right, um, outside of the hard day, right? Um, but yeah, it was it was a great day. Yeah. So how hot was it? Surface um, of the sun. Was it? I mean, it's just you know, you look if you look at the forecast for that time of year, like high eighties, maybe low nineties, but. Like nothing cools off there. You don't get 68 degrees at night. Like it's 78 at night. So that lava rock and the asphalt, like it never cools off. Yeah. So like the road temp, you can just, you can feel it. And it, yeah. you know, yeah. you can see it's it on your lungs. Around. It's on you all day long. You, uh-huh. you can see it. Right? Oh yeah. It's one of those hot, you know, where you can look out. And, and that's see. a lot coming from Georgia boys. Yeah. Well, look, the two, two of the happiest people that have never cooled off in September, October is us, you know, because right. we got to practice in that all all fall um or what was supposed to be a little bit of a fall but uh it's hot you know we we had light wind conditions there was a swell that was supposed to materialize in the water that never did um so we you know like kyle said everything lined up the way it should it's still the hardest race of the four ironmans it's the hardest one that we've done and it will be the hardest it will be yeah i mean look wisconsin had hills and you know, those were very challenging, but once we got through those hills, it cooled off and we were able to manage the run really well. Um, you know, Boulder, we talked about, you can go back and listen to episode. What? I think it's 14. I'm episode like, 14. Here four and 14, or maybe four and 26. Um, Hold please. Keep talking. <laughs> but you can go back and hear all about our Boulder experience on the same 24 hours with Mary. Right, that right, one. where we um, are. <laughs> <laughs> Just scroll down on your, yeah. whatever feeder you're looking um, they all presented different challenges, but this entire day um, was a challenge. And, and you know, one of the things that... Four and 26. Four and 26. Okay. Um, the run was the most challenging run we've ever had. Really? And, and I went, I had some GI issues going on, but but it wouldn't have mattered. You take that out, it still would have been. Because, it again, once the sun went down, it never cooled off. It hit it, and we were into the energy lab. The sky decided to open up. Yeah, it poured. started raining. Poured on us. It poured, poured. But it was just hot rain, right? Just well, you know what? Hot rain. That no, was cold. That was good. Was Kyle cold. was shivering at that point because it just cooled us off too much. Of course, then you come out of the energy lab and it's humid again, and now I'm dripping sweat again. You know. Oh my gosh. Um, 
everybody always talks about how hard the energy lab is. Like I've heard Rennie, I've heard the right. pros, I've heard athletes from here in Georgia that and have done And what is the energy lab? It's like the, it's the natural en- stress, Yeah, right? it's, it's like it sounds like this great thing, but it's the natural energy lab. It's where they produce, like there's solar panels back there, there's wind, um, I didn't see any of those, but the um, windmills. <laughs> The, They're not windmills. No. That's what I'm going to call it. It's where they produce energy for the island. So okay. it's called the like Oceanic Natural Energy Lab or something. But everybody talks about it because it's so desolate. Supporters can't get back there to see you. So there's like one or two aid stations and that's it. This year, um, they had to change the course so you spent more time in the energy lab than you typically do. Um, and uh, I just thought for all these people that you know they're all in it at the heat of the day. All these people that are telling me these stories, they're pros that are hitting it at, you know, one in the afternoon or age groupers here from Georgia who are doing 10-hour Ironman. So they're hitting it. So I knew no matter what, Kyle and I were going to be running through the energy lab at night. Yeah. And we got back there, and it was mind-numbing how difficult it was. Yeah. And it was dark. Dark. So, so uh, one of the safety precautions that Ironman puts in place for the PCs and you're going to have a light on your wheelchair. Mm-hmm. So we got this heavy-duty, cool, yeah, looking light. And it only lasted for probably an hour and a half. Yeah, we don't know if it was the rain or if we just didn't give it a good charge. But I feel like we were so well-prepared. I would, yeah. If that's the only thing we weren't prepared on, but it doesn't matter. So, the light got knocked out and you can't see. Right. So I could barely see, like, two feet. The wind, I mean, the rain with the wind. Yeah. Um, gets. It just know. beat us up. It just yeah. beat us up. I mean, look, I'd go back and do it again. I'm already sitting here remembering and being like, well, we, you know, we could, you know, we could have done that energy lab faster. Like, <laughs> but like it, that, that, that's what makes the, the day so difficult in Hawaii is it's the total sum of the parts. Like it's not just that it's an, an, a warm, the water's warm. You know, and it's non-wetsuit, it's salt water, like, it's dehydrating you, you know, the the bike is all exposed, there's not an ounce of shade, there's lots of climbing, um, not Wisconsin, but a lot, and then you get on the run, and it's the same thing, it's wide open, exposed, it's got some good hills in there, you know, it's not, yeah. it's just, but it's why, it's it's the reason that it's the world championship, you know, and yeah. and when you see the level of competition there, everybody is at a world championship caliber level. Um, and that's, you know, that's one of the things, you know, that, that kept us moving forward was just thinking about that. And then you go from pitch darkness to light at the finish shoot. And, uh, that, that shoot, um, I, I get put it into words for your listeners. Uh, and of course the first person that was at the, at the beginning of the red carpet was our coach. And he said, enjoy the moment. Yeah. And this is where me and Brett kind of differ on what happened on the red carpet, but we were flying down the red carpet. I thought I slowed down to suck up the moment. <laughs> Kyle's like, I'm like, slow down. No. But it was so loud. Uh, it's a really long carpet, though. Right? It's really it's long. long. Yeah. It's awesome. It's yeah. phenomenal. Yeah. yeah, it was so loud. So loud. I mean, but ha- when did? Okay, so I nothing's back- been nothing till this point. Or, go ahead, dear. dear I just want to back up because yeah. you know, there's a point in every race where you're like, "I, this is, I'm, I'm finishing soon," you know, and you like just have that moment. I don't. For me, it's usually like with point two left. Yeah. 
and I just start to like amp up, like I'm going to finish. Like, what was there a moment that you remember? You come down Polani, yeah, which is a pretty, which is a brutal hill that you have to run up. You have to bike up it and run up it. But when you run up it, it's just brutal. Um, and it was still light out when we ran up Polani, and I was really struggling. Yeah. And I remember at that moment, I was like, run up this hill, make this statement, all your friends and family, everybody's here, make this statement that you guys are fine and you're gonna finish. Um, I had been struggling. I complained to a couple of people on the, on the course up to that point. I was telling them about my stomach issues. Kyle, you know, you could feel some of his energy getting zapped because of what I was dealing with, that he was worrying. I don't know. We ran. We were in, and I said some choice words that <laughs> really kind of catapulted us over the hill, to be honest. Yeah. And, uh, it, yeah, you could feel the energy. The energy was right there, and it was—it was awesome. Yeah, it's such a cool place. I want to go. Back. I yeah. want to do it. Like, I would run repeats on Pilon. Yeah, I really, I would, because it, like I went back the next day and I walked up it to go to Kona Brewing, and uh, you can still, like Kyle said, like you get off the airplane, you feel the energy of the island, and walking up Pilon, I could feel all that energy. I could go run up and down that hill over and over. So, and, the, and just to feel that, get that same feeling, like it's. So back to your you need some rocky music, it, though, right? Don't, you don't. You, <laughs> you don't. don't no, it. it's like. But so yeah. So coming down Polani, you have that memory in the back of your head of man, like you know, eighteen miles ago, I wanted to, I wanted to be done here, mm-hmm. and that was eighteen miles ago, and you're coming down it, and you have to turn on the Kuakini Highway. I'm just saying all these names so I can prove that I've been there, but it's empty <laughs> oh because at that point, no, no, no. But at that point in the day, everybody's gone. They've gone to the finish. So. That area was, when Kyle and I were running on it, was lined with people. Right. And when we came back to it, it was empty. But when we hit it, it was like, we're here. Like, we're, there's, at this point, I'm not going to pass out. I'm not. I was, and if I do, I can drag myself. Yeah. I mean, I was, going into the energy lab, I was dizzy. I was, I was, I was afraid I was going to pass out. You know, I was as close as I've ever been to not getting through that run with him. I mean, it was the most challenging run, like I said, that we've ever had. And, and so Kyle and I differ on it, but you know, it's, it's kind of the same thing that I said about, you know, Raleigh, that there's always that kind of one race that we want to do, but every finish that we've had at a, at an Ironman, we've shared that experience with so many people. We want to, we want to, we want to thank and we want to acknowledge all those people. Um, so we stop, we high five, we hug. And when Matthew said, enjoy the shoot, I remember just kind of like thinking like, this one's for us. Like, I'm just going to. I'm not going to try and find, and it's so crowded and so loud. Like right. I'm not going to try and pick all our people. Like I just want you and me, buddy. We're going, we're taking it to title town. Yeah. I mean, it was so loud. Like I said, I had to close my eyes. Um, and it, man, it was that finishing at night under the lights. That was our time. That was the culmination of all of our hard work for the past six years and showing the world the greatest athlete in our sport that truly anything is possible and we became the second pre-consist duo to complete it, the first in 19 years and the first set of brothers to do it and I still have to call the Guinness Book of World Record and I won that title as the first set of brothers to ever compete and complete, Kona. Yeah. Pretty awesome. So, 
I don't even know. Like, there's so much social media footage of you guys finishing. I mean, the one, I love the one that came up a few days after. I didn't see it until after the finish, but where, I guess you jump in front of Kyle and and shake him. But then the other one is when your wife, Erica, is jumping up and down, (sighs) celebrating. Like, what was it like? She had to work hard all summer. That's that was, what I'm going to say. Look, every, everybody, Danny, who's been on the podcast, episode three, um, <laughs> Danny planned all the logistics. Like she busted her butt. Matthew spent, you know, hours of endless energy trying to help. I mean, we had this, Matthew had this spreadsheet he had built for us with like best case scenario, worst case scenario. And then like a, a one that he could update in real time. So we're going through all these checkpoints and Matthew's updating the spreadsheet. So he knows wow. like everybody was all in. We had, you know, the, between the Dynamo folks that I train with and the four folks that were racing out of Dynamo and then all of our supporters, there was almost 70 people there. Oh so there were so many people that all invested so much energy, but Erica in particular, um, you know, she had to, she had to do a lot of solo parenting. I was gone every Saturday for 17 weeks all day. You know, it's not like I did. And so she, you know, I, maybe she would have a different answer and I've told her this, me watching her jumping was it was her finish line too like like, and everybody deserves to be a part of that with us curtis we don't get through that bike ride without him you know and you know we don't get to the start line without all of the countless people that and like you feel that like in all those times we're human the all the times we both wanted to quit out there you know or when kyle's yelling at me to focus we're not just at that point it's not just for us we got Dale, who you met at Marine Corps, sent Kyle a text that said, you know, when you in the world championship, we all in the world championship. Yeah. And so maybe we couldn't take every athlete that's ever raced with us there, but we did. Like we were, we felt them all day long. Yeah. And so my wife felt that energy and she deserved that finish line. No, she did deserve that, right? Yeah. When we did that. that yeah. That, that was her time. When we did that interview, when we did those interviews with you, we were living in my in-law's basement. Yeah. You know, she, she did that for two years while the foundation grew. Well, like I couldn't, you know, make enough money for us to go buy a house together or do some of the things like that we wanted to do, um, for our family. So I love watching. I'll, I watch that, that version where you see the cutaway to her jumping is my favorite. I'm so impressed. She needs to like do some CrossFit or something. I yeah. mean, her box jumps will be amazing. Like, <laughs> <laughs> they're like four feet in the air. She but I got, noticed too, an interesting thing about the video is the whole time you're being congratulated and hugged you, Brent, you've got your hand on Kyle. Like the bond between you two, it's just, I mean, how is it now? I mean, is it, it's always been strong, obviously, but after this experience, is it just another planet? Yeah, you know, that's a great question. We, I mean, we never got asked that specific question is always what's next after a good you know like can we get a couple weeks off but, <laughs> um, but no I think our bond has um, gotten that much closer I think um, yeah it's it's special it's, it's it's the title of this podcast you know it's everybody gets the same 24 hours and you know I want to share that with Kyle and I you know I now We've been making the joke that, you know, we have to call him Kona Kyle, but we do because he <laughs> did what so few people can, can claim to have done. Um, and he's got that giant shiny metal in his room and he deserves it, you know, 
as much as anybody. And so, like I said, I wanted that shoot with him and it's almost like I didn't want it to end. Like when you watch it again, yeah. now that I've said that, like I didn't want to lose that feeling with yeah. him. Yeah, you had your hand right And there. as soon as, as soon as we exited that shoot, it almost was like kind of pulling, like going away and I, you know, I wouldn't let it, you know, because it, it, it it's incredible. Um, it really is. Um, and I'm learning how to brag about it a little bit because, um, the whole experience, the five years, the, all of this stuff in between is just, it's one of the most incredible things I've ever, ever been a part of. And I had a front row seat yeah. for 140 point, you know, five, nine miles. That last little bit I got to come next to him for. Yeah. Well, anything else you want to tell everyone, Kyle? I know we always talk and then you're like, I had more to say. So now is your time. No, say I get it. I get it. <laughs> If you think you can do something and there's a lot of obstacles in your way, just keep pursuing it and know and know that you're doing the Iron Man slogan and you think it's possible. Yeah. And that's what we did. Don't give up. Yeah. Well, I love you guys and I just want to thank you for just everything you do. I mean, I was having the crappiest day today, and I, I texted my husband. And I said, well, I have had a terrible day, but I'm going to go see the two people that will knock me out of it. <laughs> because, well, I mean, you can't be around you guys and and be crabby. Well, I, I appreciate mean, that. Just appreciate it. We have, we've had plenty of crabby moments. So, you know, <laughs> yeah. I, hope, I hope your listeners and I hope you know that there's people that give us a lot of energy and, and we try to give that to each other, but we're, we're not perfect. And hey, you're one of those people. Yeah. That, that, uh, oh, thanks, man. Of course. Of course. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, I'm not going to ask you what's next. I just want you to... We do have a book coming out next March. You wait, you do? Yeah, we're ready. I'm not ghostwriting we've it. Been, we've been silent. <laughs> we've been secretly writing it for a couple of years. Oh, that's awesome. And we were just waiting for that final chapter. Good for you. And it's ready. Well, it's almost ready. So that's what's next. That's what's next. I'm in the middle of that mess right now. That's You're doing fun. Your second. That's way worse. This is your second one. <laughs> yeah. 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 We're All behind right. you in that race. All right, kids. Well, thank you. No, thank you. Thank you.